Radio TMI will lead us Being able to communicate effectively is one of the most important life skills to learn. Having strong communication skills aid in all aspects of life, from professional life to personal life and everything that falls in between. Enhancing your communication skills is essential to allow others and yourself to understand information more accurately and quickly. My name is Wendy Kumalo. I am from Accenture Toastmasters Club in Waterfall, Midran. Welcome to this podcast episode. According to the Corporate Finance Institute, succeeding in your career requires good communication skills. You need to know what you want and how you're going to attain it. Being an excellent communicator can help propel your career. Good communication skills can aid in helping you learn an interview and pass the selection process. Being able to articulate well provides a significant advantage. To do your job effectively, you do have to discuss problems, request information, interact with others and have good human relation skills. These are all a part of having good communication skills. They help in being understood well and in helping understand the needs of those around us. Here to speak to us today about enhancing communication skills is Khubero Kihuparezi, also known as Cage with a K. Cage is an entrepreneur, a master of ceremonies, a facilitator, and the current Division L director overseeing and supporting clubs in Limpopo, the Sentin area, Mahikeng, and Budzana. If you are familiar with the Toastmasters International Speech Contests, then KG is no different because he is the three times national speech champion in Budzana and he travels around Africa to facilitate conferences and other corporate events. Cage is also the founder of Oritari C. Sud- Masterclass, a public speaking program designed and tailored for corporates in Southern Africa. Long introductions make Cage feel very awkward and he likes you to know that he's just a guy going through love with nothing but a smile. Well, Cage, welcome to Coffee with Toastmasters, where we do make long introductions. Hi, Wendy. How are you doing? Hi, Wendy. (laughs) <laughs> Hi, Cage. I knew you'd bring your bubbly self into this interview. I'm great, and yourself? I'm great. I'm I'm well, thank you. Despite the 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 situation, everything is going on. You know, you got to keep a positive head. I'm doing great. I hope you are too. I am. I am. Yes. Now, Keiji, you have majored in financial economics and business management, and you also have a very vast experience in international and corporate affairs with an extensive experience working with delegates from across the world, which is very impressive. What inspired your passion to work with corporates in the way that you do? First of all, let me say I'm excited to be here. Wendy, I think you're doing an amazing job. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. 
Back to your question, Wendy. Uh, I guess it, it, it kind of, you know, you don't, you don't go looking for these things, but they, what, what is yours surely does sometimes always comes to you. I definitely say my, my background uh, sort of aligned me to the, the sphere that I find myself in. I have had the pleasure or honor of studying and living in different countries and being exposed to different cultures, uh, different people, different perspectives. And what that has done is, it, I guess it's also enhanced my communication ability or um, in, in, in some way or other. In tertiary, I got my first job, and I don't know if it's the first job, but I got a little job that was helping me pay my rent. And I was working with, I was working for the Office for International Affairs. And what that then did was it allowed me to meet people once again from different countries around the world and, you know, get different perspectives and that kind of thing. So when I, when I got back to Botswana, I started Toastmasters. And when I started Toastmasters, it also now also showed me that communication is an art. And there are people that get communication and the people that do not get communication. Another thing that I also um, found and then that sort of pushed me to do this was the fact that, you know, if, <clears throat> if I must tell the truth, it's, it's, it's quite sad, the state that uh, or the level of communication that diplomats have or the level of communication that corporates have. They, there's not a lot of emphasis on, on, on how you get the message across. So there's not a lot of people that have the skill that because English is not our first language, I realized that there was a gap so what we did is we, we got together with the bank and we created a program for them. And this is our first client, by the way. And we created a program for them. And, you know, they loved it so much. They During the first program, they got other guys to join the program. And we realized then that this is a popular thing that people are really asking for or they want or don't know where to get but they certainly did need. So that then started our oratory C-suite um, corporate masterclass. And what it essentially is, is for a period of three to six months, we sit with management, C-suite and C-level managers, and we, 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 we take them, we break down how to communicate, how to communicate in the boardroom, how to communicate with small groups, how to inspire, um, how to sell, how to pitch, how to speak on TV, how to speak on radio. And we have an emphasis really it's a, it's a face-to-face type of commitment that we that we involved in and we work very closely with, with with small groups to ensure that you know they increase that ability within themselves mostly right right so you did mention that you found the challenges in organization to communicate effectively and of course working in those kind of spaces although it is beneficial to them it you probably might have faced some challenges so what has been the challenges that you faced in your career as a corporate facilitator? So my career as a corporate facilitator is not a long one. I haven't had a long career of, of being a facilitator. But what it has certainly done is given me a lot of um, knowledge and a lot of um, wisdom regarding I mean, how, to handle, how to handle corporates. And, you know, first of all, uh, the sense of everything that, you know, we are all human beings and with the human element and the African element and the cultural element, you know, people look at my face and it's cute and it's lovely and they think, you know, he's so young, what is he going to teach me? I've been speaking for 20 years in front of crowds, I've been doing this for years and months and I've been doing it well, I mean, like, you know, what is he going to teach me? 
So that's the first challenge that people need to realize that, you know, I, I'm not coming in as uh, some sort of some messiah or anything like that. But I am an individual, myself and my team, we work to ensure or specifically to ensure that your communication best suited to the person that you are and your abilities is, is portrayed or, or, or it comes out well or you know what your strengths and weaknesses are. So it takes a while to first co- convince people that you know they they could they could become better speakers, but then once you do, you get to realize that everyone has a little fire inside of them, that little voice that says, you know, I want to be this kind of speaker. And once you tap into that, I guess it becomes easier. But um, I guess the challenges would just really be with the confidence and a lot of pride issues that you have to break through in order for you to get through to people. I can imagine that's a very important aspect of being in the communication and business world to be able to reach out to people. And like you mentioned, pride can get in the way. So we try to get rid of that as much as possible. And confidence is key. And Cage, we have learned a lot about that from you. What an absolutely amazing job you're doing. When did you realize your passion for emceeing, as we call it in short? So what happened was I got into a Toastmasters meeting little over three years ago and I started liking what they were doing and as a guest for a while all I could do was get involved in the table topics I then thought I wanted to become a Toastmaster like a Toastmaster of the day because there was this one guy that kept doing it and I thought what I want to do it. I want to challenge myself right but first I have to speak so I did I did a few speeches and I was never given the Toastmaster of the day I didn't understand why until one day they gave it to me and I thought oh my gosh I've seen these guys at weddings, I have seen these guys at funerals, I have seen these guys at parties. What am I doing? What am I doing? It was a disaster. It was a disaster to me because I was not settled. It was a disaster to me because everything was just everywhere. And, you know, I it was my, the first time I found myself in a position where I was, the reins, I had the reins and the show was 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 going to my beat and at that point my beat was something else and you know it, it was showing so i did it again and i did it again and i started realizing that i might just be different i might just do it maybe different from others but you know and i realized it with anyone no matter how good you are at something you really never know until people keep telling you that you know people keep letting you know that you know you giving you that feedback right you always find the 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 wrong in what you could have done, which is the performance you wished you gave, um, and you keep you keep learning. And as it as 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 you keep learning, you find yourself in bigger stages, and you start thinking, well, uh, surely I should be doing something right, right? And the stage gets getting bigger, and the stage gets bigger, and I realized I can do this. I, I'm I'm I might just actually be good at this. So we started, uh, you know, talking to some corporates and getting a few guys to give me a few nods so I could do some stuff there in front of, um, you know, crowds that I didn't know. It's something when you're doing it in front of a crowd that you know, because I know where who sits. I know when someone laughs, I can even create jokes for everyone. And then it seems like I had a funny um, session. So when you're getting into a crowd that you totally do not know. It's quite interesting. So that's how it started. I started at Toastmasters and it moved on to a few, you know, pro bono gigs. It moved on to other gigs and the gigs got bigger and the events got bigger. And I started being called from, you know, other countries. And I thought, what? 
is going on here you know it, it just it always overwhelms and it always surprises and it always surprises you how how it's growing other people might see differently it looks like i have every all my ducks in a row like oh my gosh but with every step you you're just like wow this is amazing in itself and you get the hard work you put in i guess that's really amazing that means that it was a born passion that you just didn't realize until you were the toastmaster of the day absolutely and funny enough when i was in primary school um you know i went to this primary school i got a scholarship to this young primary school somewhere there and they had this thing it's oratory evening and you have to speak you come up with a two-minute speech you write it down and you speak and it's a competition and it's a, it's a huge thing and i was terrible at it I mean, I tried to write my speech for the first time. I remember the, the title was Corporate Punishment. It was Corporate Punishment because my sister helped me with everything in that speech. And I just gave, her the, I just gave the speech a voice. Um, and then I moved on to, to high school and I tried to do it again, tried to face my demons. And I was terrible. I did something that was sort of taboo and I, I, I still cringe at the thought of it. <laughs> so I thought, you know what, that's it. I got to university. I joined debating. And uh, it allows you to be able to share perspective and be able to just speak, I guess. It helps with the, with the confidence. And then when I eventually joined Toastmasters, I realized that, you know, now this is different. This is not debating. This is putting your point across. This is speaking. This is getting your voice out there, regardless of what the platform is. And then I guess as we kept doing that, I, I just decided I didn't want to speak yet. I want to be a bit more dynamic with the, toast, with the Masters of Ceremonies and just travel a bit and then maybe... As we keep going, maybe in the future I'll do the speaking, but I, I enjoy, I quite enjoy the Master of Ceremonies more. Oh, that's great. I was also in public speaking and debate since primary school through to high school, and I did join in varsity as well. And when I did walk into Toastmasters, my first speech, I had my cue cards and I did the thing. And when I received an evaluation, I was like, oh my gosh, this is really different <laughs> from um debating and public speaking in school yeah exactly <laughs> this is something else this is getting a point across and it's so much more different so yeah i i experienced that too now you've been in toastmasters for three years now like you mentioned what do you enjoy the most about this wonderful organization oh wendy we should actually like sing a happy birthday thing for me i turned three years on the third of march just a little yeah three years on third of march yeah, I mean, the Toastmasters reminds you of these things. I must tell you that for me, Toastmasters has been a world away from my world. It's been a whole different world altogether. I didn't know anyone at a Toastmasters meeting. So you can imagine that the, everyone that I've known through Toastmasters is sort of contacts or someone that I didn't know totally three years ago. I did not know any single Toastmaster. But now I, I, you know, I, I meet people, people call me, I speak to people in, in, in Zimbabwe, in Zambia, in, 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 in different countries around, in different cities uh, across southern Africa. And, you know, you realize, wow, the network has, has just increased. And that's the, the, the one thing that I joined for, the networking. So I would definitely say that networking is, is amazing, regardless of whether you are in it for, for whatever reason you're in it, you're in it for. The network is amazing because you are at a place where you are surrounded by people who share a common goal. So for that, there's a mutual respect amongst all of you. And there's a level of support and people are able to see what, what path you're following. Because not everyone follows the same path. Some people are just more stronger leaders and some people are stronger um, stronger speakers. So people respect those, those differences and it's very supportive. 
I, I love the way, you, you know, you don't have to be, as a Toastmaster, I mean, no one pays you, you're not expected to do anything. No one wants you to do, I mean, people want you to do things, but you can pack your bags and leave, right? And I always say to my, to my guys that, listen, the whole Toastmaster experience is, is a learning experience. However, or whatever way you respond to, to a situation at Toastmasters will be the same way you will respond to it in real life. If people are nagging and you don't like people, uh, you know, the real world has real people if you didn't know. If you don't like office politics and don't know how to get rid of or, or, or you know, overcome office politics, you know, the real world has a lot of that stuff. If you want to stand in front of people and speak and know how to get your point across, you know, the whole world has those things. So they're, 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 you learn from every single thing that you, that, you, that you come across at Toastmasters and it gets you, continuously gets you ready for the real world. You know, and that's what I liked about it. That's what I found amazing about it. And I always encourage people to just network, 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 network. You never know. Your biggest employee or your biggest client must, might, might be one of us. Absolutely. That's true. Everything you've mentioned about the wonderful things about this organization is very, very, very true. I've gained so many friends, friends that I haven't seen before, um, but they are my friends. And you get to connect with a lot of people. It's a very wonderful place for self-growth and professional growth as well. I'm glad you were having that wonderful experience. What skills did you then manage to transfer from Toastmasters to your professional life? That is a quite interesting question. What I have done is I've, I've tried to transfer everything. So from my presentations to the way I talk to people, the way I relate to people, the, I've allowed to know what my weaknesses and strengths are, which is quite important as a human being to know what your weaknesses and strengths are. So that way you are able to know how to take, how to work or overcome them, you know. So I have been able to, I mean, when I, when I hold presentations, Wendy, I'm on top of tables. I'm, I'm doing the most, right? I know how to, how to assess my, um, my, my, the crowd or my audience. And I know how to, how to now relate with them. I know how to speak to them. I know how, I'm not a funny person, Wendy, but you learn how to, how to be humorous. You learn how, what people like, you know, how, what people are sensitive to, um, you know, how to set up a room. You know, you, you are aware of a lot of things in terms of not just communication, but confidence, respect, you know, discipline, understanding how to use the correct medium of, of, um, of communication. You know, it allows you to also be able to be a great listener. That's something that a lot of people just don't, 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 don't wrap their, their hands or their heads around. You, in order for you to be a great speaker, you should definitely be a, a, a great listener. And in order for you to listen to Toastmasters, there are a lot of things that you learn from Toastmasters that teach you how to listen. So, Cage, clearly you are now a communication mogul. And how has Toastmasters then helped you improve your communication skills in particular? The skills I've learned have certainly helped me. They have allowed me to be able to, one, on one hand, learn, and on the other hand, apply. So what I learned from a Toastmasters meeting, I'm then able to, the next day, the following day, um, apply at work. I'm able to understand what kind of leader I am, how I communicate, whether I've been miscommunicating or, or communicating well with my teams. I have been able to apply the strategic thinking and some, some, some moves and some daring things in, in my work life that I had sort of gone through in my Toastmasters life. 
and it's not simply the same issue it doesn't have to be the same issue it's it's sometimes just a matter of me going through certain emotions um, or decision making um situations that i find mirror the my 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 actual um professional life so i i found myself as well standing in front of you know with 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 amazing audiences um people that were well ahead of me in terms of um professional lives but based on how you present yourself the first time they they willing to sit to allow you to sit down and talk to them so they can hear you because sometimes just the speech and your confidence intimidates or or is worthy of a callback and you know so um yeah i i i have really quite enjoyed it um it's 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 nice to see you you grow both professionally and 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 and, and just as a human being generally and seeing the change and seeing yourself do things that you weren't able to do with ease when i stand in front of crowds when i'm emceeing all across africa i i have this thing i can read the crowd i can crack jokes they laugh i know how to tell my stories and connect with them i know how to make them laugh but you know i'm not a funny guy that's the thing i'm not a funny guy i just have learned how to use humor so it's it's yeah it's 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 uh it's helped me definitely um it's given me an edge over some people i'm i'm sure because i had the x factor i could present not myself but i could present for the company i could speak for the company i'm audible and understood who i was talking to and i understood how what message they wanted to hear and how to give them that message so yeah it's definitely worked for me right yeah there's a lot to learn from the toastmasters community and every skill is can be learned and can be adaptable like you said you joined toastmasters with skills and abilities that you didn't know that you could use and you were able to enhance them so you were able to enhance your communication in that way absolutely what unpopular fact would you like non toastmasters members or new members to know about toastmasters international just an unpopular fact I don't know what all the unpopular facts out there are, but I'll just throw out a few things that maybe three, in no particular order, of course. The first one is people are not going to laugh at you. Oh, in fact, I'm not sure if that's an opinion, but that's a fact. People are not going to laugh at you. If anything, you are there with people that are quite accommodating and understanding of the position you're in. We're not a money-making or Ponzi scheme. So it's a non-profit organization. You do pay membership fees, yes, and they are distributed across the district in such a way that allows the district to function. It's not a, it's not a money-making scheme. And, and another thing, and the most important thing, I guess, it is not an overnight, overnight or fly-by-night type of thing. It's not the solution. They will not give you confidence, but they will allow you to work your or walk your journey to your confidence so you get in what you what you what you get out what you put in you're not going to get there and find a solution waiting for you on how to be an amazing speaker and a lot of people do that they come to toastmasters they join in for about about 10 speeches or one speech or five speech however and they feel that yeah now they can go and take over the world or they sit in the crowd and do nothing and they feel like just because they're there basking in other people's um, you know, toils of getting to this, this through this personal development journey, you feel that, you know, you are also indirectly gaining something. So you need to get there, you need to do the work. And um, 
while you're doing the work, you will meet incredible people who will support you. Toastmasters International is not a cult. It is simply an organization of people that are working on their personal development. Absolutely. I love those facts because, yeah, some people might have those opinions. And I always say that every worthy cause requires consistency and hard work. Any success doesn't come overnight. You can go viral overnight over a video, but you cannot enhance your skills overnight. It, you need some time and you need to do the work yourself. So, yes, those are some amazing points. So we do know that communication drives workplace success. There's no way around that. And although the detriments of poorly communicating with others may not be apparent in the short term, they can be crippling on the workplace in the long term. Now, Cage, you have worked with corporates for quite some time now and you have helped them communicate or achieve success in communication. What have you found to be the trends in communication in the workplace? So through the, the oratory C-suite masterclass, we have been, you know, blessed enough to work with quite some companies throughout Southern Africa. And we're trying to get it across the whole of Africa and just, you know, work with corporates and get them out there. The, 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 most, the, the biggest thing you find is, is, is confidence really that's just the number one stumbling block for everyone they a lot of a lot of stages when i say stages i'm talking about platforms that we get into which is either school from school tertiary school maybe tertiary school you get to work from work church they don't do enough to give you confidence or to give people confidence instead they do enough to increase the confidence of those people that have that have already might have, that have might have already discovered themselves people have voices and if you feel you're not you will not be heard no one is 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 pulling you out and saying to you please speak we believe that you have something to say and you know encouraging you to speak so what i've realized from across the whole from across um, the Southern Africa is, is and, and companies that we go to is, is that people lack a lot of confidence. People lack confidence and not just in public speaking, but in speaking in general, because they're not so sure they'll be heard. So you see these things spill over. And when I say these things, I'm talking about people's levels of confidence. They spill over in, in our classes because they're there with their colleagues and you instantly can see a hierarchy a social hierarchy among colleagues of, and it's all based on who's confident. Some people are confident and just say nothing, but they talk a lot. And those people are often respected or feared, or they are found intimidating. And in my, in our classes, we find this a lot. And we, we, we try by all means to try and sort of disseminate it all by putting everyone on equal, equal platform and um, you know, encouraging people to step forth. And that's just the beauty about it. That the program that we run Regardless of where we are, regardless of where we do it, it's always amazing when you see someone who is reserved put up their hand and volunteer or put up their hand to speak. I often say that speaking is as much as we are born with, with, with ability. What it is is really speaking in public is the greatest fear of, of, of them all. It ranks mm. number one 
on top of number two. Number two is death. People are scared of death. Um, Wendy, if you didn't know, people are scared of witchcraft. People <laughs> are also, right, scared of snakes, right? Snakes, witchcraft, death, and then public speaking. So for me to see someone put up their hand to, 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 to volunteer to publicly speak, that's for me um, and, 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 my, and my colleagues, it's definitely something that, that, that tells us that we are doing something right. And it always happens. People are breaking out of their shells. So a lot of people are out there and you know, people listen to this right now suffer from a lack of confidence. And it is through public speaking that we try and work with you to find your level of confidence, to find your confidence and be able to share your voice and let people hear what, what, what you have to say. Hmm. Thank you very much, Keish, for that very elaborated answer on what you do. And it sounds amazing and very valuable, especially to corporates. And we know that in a corporate environment, we have leaders who are able to set trends so that their employees can be able to follow those trends. So what is the role of leaders in corporates or any organization in communication success in the workplace? What is the role that they play? I think leaders um, are really communicators. And your level of leadership communicates or translates the level of communication that is expected of you. As a leader, you are not exactly expected to do much. You are expected to coordinate. You are expected to harmonize. And you're expected to be able to motivate and inspire. All these things require a level of, of, of communication. And the higher rank you are, you realize that it requires more equally the ability to listen as much as the ability to, to speak the ability to be able to speak to an individual and maybe able to speak to a lot of people. And as a leader, these are the things that you must be able to do. You must be able to know how to communicate with your employees. Some people don't like a direct approach. Some people um, prefer a direct approach. Some people have no preference, but you know, what works on someone might not be what works on another. So leadership and communication are two things that I think they should just really be the communication should be in the definition of leadership, really. And leadership should be the, in the definition of communication. Somehow the people that are dictionaries must find how to do it. But these are things that definitely go together. <laughs> and um, you must be able to speak to people. Otherwise, then how, how are you even doing it? Whether it's verbally, whether it's with your hands, whether it's sign language, whatever it is, whether it's emotionally, whether it's understanding how they, whatever it is that you do, you must be able to communicate and communicate the right way with people understand people's sensitivities and they should also understand your sensitivities but mm. the higher up you are the hierarchy the more communication skills um, you are expected to have and the most when i say 360 communication skill i am talking about not just speaking but speaking and listening right because listening is a very important part of effective communication because in order to answer a question, in order to respond to someone's statement, you need to be able to listen and understand. So it's really, really a skill that goes very well with communication. Now, what I would also want to add on to it is, you know, sometimes you listen to the nonverbals. You listen to how people are reacting, how people are acting. This is body language and just how people are reacting to whatever situation there is. 
and listening couldn't tell, just listening and watching and observing what's going on there and being able to communicate it verbally and understand what people are trying to communicate to you. Because someone might say to you they're hungry, but they're not really hungry. They just want to get out of here, right? So you need to kind of understand those 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 nuances in, in, in corporate and I guess in corporate because that's that's where that's where um, I find myself working. But in whatever situation it is, I mean that's that's what lead that's what leadership is. And Cage, you are a leader in Toastmasters International. Currently, you serve as the Division L Director. And if you're new to Toastmasters, a division director is basically a CEO of a certain region. A division may consist of over 20 clubs in a large or various regions. So Cage, how do you apply effective communication skills as a leader in your division? Well, the one thing I learned and what, my, what I was told and what I, how, how I was advised was in the beginning was that I should not feel like I know all the answers. And I guess that's an attitude I, I have. I don't feel I have all the answers, but I, I, I feel like I must solve things. If there's something that needs, if there's a problem, I need to be able to solve it. And what usually happens with, with people like me is that you tend to sometimes feel like you, you can do it yourself, right? And what Toastmasters has done for me is mm. learn, taught me that as much as you can do it yourself, it's better when you do it with other people. If you can get 80% by yourself, that's great. That's fantastic. But if you can get 60% with a team, that's even better than the 80% that you can get by yourself. So what I have learned from the different stages, and I, I started as a uh, vice president of public relations, I got into a club and I felt that that's the role that best suited me at the time because I thought that was a challenge. I took over that challenge and we worked well as, 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 a, as a team in the club, within the club, and that was amazing. But then my next challenge was area director. And that means that I speak to now people and support people or members that are, that are members from four different clubs in the area. And that was interesting in itself because it allowed me to now learn how to speak to presidents and, and make them understand, but not dictate. At the same time, you got to be very persuasive when you're, when you're in that position. Mm. Uh, you got to learn how to persuade, how to inspire as well, and know when to inspire and know when to persuade. And that one was a more hands-on approach because that's what area director is. But then I got to division director. Division director is more strategic. You don't do things. You know, you're not expected to be uh, piling up chairs, you know, but chairs should be piled up. And you need to understand that between you and maybe a member, there is an area director, there is a president, and the ex-co, you know, you, the idea and the, or the challenge is for things to be done the way you agreed or the way everyone has agreed without you having to do them. So people must understand the translation of the message must come across. Um, and that's all communication, right? Understanding how people understand different messages must come across. You must understand right. other people's weaknesses. You must know what inspires them. Some people don't like direct approaches. Some people want you to tell them black and white. Some people would rather you start with a story, maybe a lullaby. Some people would mm -hmm. want you to get their opinion first. Some people, you need to brush their egos first. You know? So you need to understand a lot of things um, that you must apply in order for, 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 for you all to get to, the, to, 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 to reach the objectives, whatever objective it is. And it's always interesting, and especially now with, um, with this changing climate and, 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 this, and this pandemic, it also means that the whole strategy changes. And how quick you, straight, you change your strategy is also very crucial. And it's, 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 it's pivotal 
or it is centered around how your communication strategy is or how you communicate with um, your team. So it's been challenged. There are times where I've wanted to do things alone, but that's when I realized that's where the lesson is, right? The lesson is in me trying to, working with a team, because um, it feels much better when you work with a team or when you achieve with a team, it feels much better than when you do it alone. Absolutely. We all want to be perfect. And sometimes we feel like I'm the only one that can do this job best. But once you learn how to delegate and lead teams, then you really brew the results of great and successful teamwork. And like you said, very big things Mm. can be done by doing that, strategizing with teams. How can individuals contribute to successful communication strategies in the organizations they work with? Because we have the leaders, we know what their role is, but then how does every other individual then contribute to a successful communication strategy or environment? That's an interesting question. And I guess, you know, if you're in corporate, then there's a hierarchy that you follow. So you can't just be um, a unicorn, you know, they don't, most corporates, as much as they try to, don't encourage oh yeah don't encourage unicorns and unicorns are just people that do whatever they want to do as long as they get the job done you know so it's always up to the senior guys you know what does the senior person say what are they what are they what are they doing and how are they doing it and the center of it all regardless of what what you want to do i think regardless of what you want to achieve as long as you've got the confidence of your employees or the confidence of your team then you can achieve anything so the first thing I'll say is if you're a leader, ensure that you get your, your employees or your team empowered, work on methods that boost their confidence. And it, it, it doesn't have to be going for an excursion and you know, doing a lot of crazy stuff that's expensive. It could be just simply working or encouraging them to work on their public speaking, which is in itself um, you know, crazy, right? It's an extreme sport in itself, Wendy, really. If you can get them to do that, you will then realize and encourage them and support them. Then what you are then communicating to the organization is that, you know, we are all in it together and we are all supporting each other and we are all encouraging each other. So people stop laughing. And then, you know, it works with Toastmasters. It, it can mm, certainly work true. with, with and, and it's not just about communication. It can work anyway. If people know that they are not being ridiculed, but they are being um, supported, things change and i see it a lot with with when we visit schools and uh, maybe the headmaster you know as picks on someone to to say something and the whole school laughs the way they respond is very different from the student who stands up and is comfortable what they're saying whether people understand it or not while the student doesn't really care they they, people clap for that one right and it's for that reason is always it's where that's i guess when you realize that with you know people just need you to believe in them that's what everyone is just really that's what that's what that's what human beings really want just, people just want you to recognize and believe in them and that allows them the platform to be able to spread their wings so from a corporate level leadership level employee level how do you enhance it it's very simple from a, just ensure that all your employees or your team members have the space or understand that they can express themselves fully uh, and that you are there to support them to support them right. i think that you have 80 percent of your answer hmm. 
I think it's a hundred, whoever. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. <laughs> Honestly, we don't laugh at the ones who are confident. So you gave it a hundred percent. And thank you so much for that advice. I hope corporates, individuals, anyone who is in an organization, and I believe anyone is, whether it's your work organization, your club, or anything else you're a part of, you need to be an effective communicator. And everyone can definitely play a role in bringing those dynamics to their teams, to their environments and their communities. Now with our current work demographics changing due to the lockdown effect that's caused by the COVID-19 pandemic, many people are working from home. And from time to time, yeah. they have conference calls to discuss their work. And I do believe in working in teams still, even being at home, you can totally achieve successful teamwork. Do you think that teams can be able to achieve effective communication working apart from each other and working from home? Yeah. Look, as long as people don't go in, in, in it thinking that they, they own it, that it's their brand and it's their thing and, you know, they're the ones that created online and virtual meetings, then that's cool. Everyone is learning. So what we must be able to do is understand that people are learning and must be able to embrace this and be able to just work together and make it fun. Make right. it fun, Wendy. Make it fun, but not, not, <laughs> not, not silly fun, but like the kind of fun that you learn from, you know, the kind of fun totally. where you're both understanding that you're both new to a certain platform, but at the same time, you're supporting each other and working with each other to make sure that, you know, you, it's, it's an enjoyable thing. And I think the most important thing also is just having a system that works, you know, uh, knowing when people are speaking, when to give people speeches, when, you know, and just knowing how to run it. The most important thing, or the person, the person who's running the meeting, um, that person can then find ways of making it fun, find ways for, for, pe for people to look forward to these kind of things. I think maybe after this period, we'll see a lot of virtual meetings, we'll see a lot of advanced communication going on. What right. I fear is that people might start hiding behind advanced communication because now, you know, face-to-face -face is, is a bit more, is not so endearing so they might hide behind virtual communication but you know virtual communication is also a form of communication we need to learn how we've been doing it right and how we can enhance it and how pl platforms like go to like zoom like skype how they can be better you know so it's an opportunity for us to embrace we just hope that it doesn't last long and the lesson doesn't take forever but if we can master this or if there's a time that for us to master the art of virtual communication it is now. Because hmm. some people might find it much easier to communicate virtually than they will face-to-face. -face. I personally enjoy both. I originally work from home. I tutor online, so I teach a lot of students online. And I'm very comfortable doing that. But I also love to go out and be in the physically in one room with people and be able to speak and express myself. So I enjoy both forms of communication but some may prefer one to the other. And I'm sure, Wendy, you've been, you've been, you are able to testify to the difference in, in quality or context of, of virtual communication and face-to-face -face communication. And you know, a lot of people just don't like, they don't like face-to-face -face communication. It makes them feel weird. It makes them feel ugly, some skinny, some fat, some stupid, whatever it does, but it does not make them feel comfortable or confident enough because now mm. there you are face to face and you are now, you know, they're not sure if you're getting with virtual. I can just mute, you know, <laughs> I can mute Absolutely. myself or you can be speaking. So those I can are mute the difference. I could have, maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, th- I probably muted you five minutes ago, and you know, I was just like, when he's talking too much, you know. But in real life, you can't mute people. You can't. Uh, I can't say to you, side note, Wendy, please delete that. You know, and mm. I don't even have to look at you. I can I can look at a picture of my grandmother right now, and I can get confidence from that to speak to Wendy. You know, so that's the danger of it. Now, before we wrap up this conversation, I'd like you to share some words of advice to our audience about one important fact that everyone should know about enhanced communication. Every, each and every one of us has a voice inside of them. We have heard this voice either sometimes in the shower and sometimes it comes out when we're getting dressed or standing in front of the mirror. We have had this voice in our cars when we're driving to work or driving to whatever, the gym. When we're frustrated, it comes out. And when we're happy, it comes out. When Sometimes we reenact events that we've been to. Each and every one of us wants that voice to come out. And the reason really that it doesn't come out is because we lack confidence. Who will listen? Will we be heard? Will we be funny? Will we be stupid? Will we sound like idiots? That, those are the questions. And those are the questions that usually stop us. They stop us from sharing our voice. Whether it's the poetry or raising your hand in the boardroom to answer that question or answering your interview and acing your interview because you just had that confidence. It's very important for everyone, each and every individual, to work on their communication skills. Otherwise, how else will people hear you clearly? How else will people be able to understand your message clearly? And that's what the Oratory C-Suite Masterclass does. Throughout Southern Africa, and hopefully in the future Africa, we work with C-level managers to ensure that they are able to sell, they're able to enunciate, they're able to elaborate, they're able to do everything that they can do in their speech so that they can be heard. They can be heard by their clients, they can be heard by their seniors, they can be heard by their teams, but to make the message as clear as possible. We all need communication skills. We all need to keep working on our communication skills. It's part of personal development. It's not something that you leave with the company, something you take with you. And I just want to encourage everyone, find the opportunity, find whatever works for you. I encourage you to join Toastmasters. I think that will work for you. Um, Certainly believe that it will work for you. Other than that, I encourage you all to keep speaking, keep fighting for your voices to be heard because you definitely have a story to tell and people want to hear your story. Thank you so much for your insights, Cage. I'm glad that enhanced communication is working out for well for you in your career. And I hope it can continue doing so and that you can continue improving corporates, improving lives and improving people's communication with the way you do things. Keep sharing those skills and keep on those presentations, those master of ceremony events that you do so well. And all the best with your newly found organization. And I hope that you can achieve the success that you're looking for. You have all heard it from Cage then. Be confident, be proud in how you speak. Channel that inner confidence in you. It is in everyone. And I was listening to one speaker from South Africa, and he was saying that we were all born confident Because the first thing we did when we were born was to cry out loud in front of strangers, people we didn't know, but we were able to let our voices be heard. 
So we are born with confidence. And of course, it gets shut down as we grow up, as we are being told to shut up or our idea is not good enough. All those negative feedback that we haven't receiving since childhood have then lowered our confidence to speak. But you can channel that inner confidence from within and it will surely help you in your career and your endeavors. Thank you so much for your insights, Cage. I hope you have all enjoyed the insights as well. I know I have. Thank you so much, Wendy. Love being here. Love, love, love it. I look forward to you having me again. For sure. Yes, we will have more future episodes with Cage. So I I will definitely invite you to one of my other episodes too. Well, you have had it from Cage himself, a man who's not fond of long introductions, but loves to take on the world with a smile. We can truly learn a lot from that and all the knowledge that he has shared with us today about enhancing communication. Now, remember to be confident, transfer any skills that you need into your business life and your personal lives. And Toastmasters International is also a place where you can come and learn from our learning experiences and you will be able to transfer those skills again into your personal and professional life. Absolutely. Now to connect with Hubero Cage Gihubarezi, follow him on social media at Cage Hubero on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. Cage, thank you once more for joining us today. And that's it from me. Remember to stay safe, stay indoors and protect your immune system during this deadly time of pandemics. Love and light to you all. For more podcasts like this, visit the link on the description. Our podcast channel name is Radio TMI, where leaders talk. The new and exciting podcast and radio station by Toastmasters International District 74. Please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your fellow Toastmasters and friends. And follow our Facebook page at Radio TMI, where leaders talk.